everybody, it's Terrell Cummins. This is episode 37 of the Always Relevant Podcast. i uh, got Dane on today, as always. And, you know, we have a lot of topics going through. Dane's girlfriend, Jackie, actually gave us, her and her friends gave us a few ideas for the podcast. So we're going to run through all of those. We have a lot of topics to go through. Um, we're looking forward to everything. Look forward to this episode. And uh, we, hope you, we hope that you are too. So um, until then, here it comes. Get ready. Enjoy the show. All right, everybody. This is Terrell Cummings. This is episode 37 of the Always Relevant Podcast. I'm here, as always, with co-host Dane DeMeo. Dane, what's going on, dude? Oh, man, nothing much. What's happening? Nothing, man. Just hanging out, having a good time, doing what we can here. The, the wife and kids are we're out doing a, a 5K. I think they actually just got back in the house. Uh, I thought I was supposed to be cleaning the house and everything, but I kind of did it, kind of didn't. So it's all right. I won't get yelled at too much for the yoga. I'd rather clean the house than run a 5K. <laughs> no doubt. I think they were walking. It's something for, for her job and everything. So it's for the Ronald McDonald House. Yeah, I think it's for Ronald McDonald House. I'm trying to think who it was before. It was Ronald McDonald House. It brings it back to the days when we were going to have the Rep Your City pub crawl, you know, do it for the kids. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Nice. But, uh, you know, we're here. We got a lot of topics to go through today. Uh, Dane's girl, he act- she actually uh, – I talked with her. She gave us some, some bonus topics to kind of go over a little bit. So her and her friends will be interested. So we might try to do that during rapid fire. But we've got a lot coming our way. So I'm going to kick it off with uh, how are you and how are you really. And honestly, like, I'm doing all right overall. You know, everything going on just in general. Um, how am I really? I haven't had school the past week and a half. That's been over with. So I feel like this past week of work has been – easier because I haven't felt like I've had a, a bunch of stuff to do. I know it's gonna, that's going to change. It's coming within the next week and a half. Class starts back up on July 6th. I'll be in finance for at least 12 weeks. So I'll be doing that over vacation in Florida, which I don't know we're still going on because of the pandemic and everything's, everything's uh, escalating and increasing again uh, down in Florida. So we'll see how that goes. But overall, I can't complain. I'm good. So, dang, how are you? How are you really? Oh, man, I'm pretty good, you know. Just been busy with work, but uh, we went green this weekend. So while everybody else is shutting down, my county officially opens up today. So I think I'm going to go out and uh, get some beverages today before they shut everything back down again. Yeah, that's the thing. I know Elaine and I were talking about it, and we're like, you know, we don't know if they're going to shut things down again, but we're going to be ready if they do. So I'm going to periodically start buying, like, water, paper towels, toilet paper that way if we do need it we have it we don't have to worry about i don't have to worry about trying to buy it in bulk at one time i don't have to worry about trying to get it when it's empty and everybody's like scrambling for it we're gonna have our our stash of it so we'll be doing that we'll be okay see you know like if it was like a real you know something to be scared about like toilet paper i'm not too worried about like right i can live without toilet paper right it may sound disgusting you gotta use a towel or whatever if times are hard and but, then wash it. You'll be yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but at least, you know, it's food and water, man. So when I see people with the flat thing at Costco going out with like 5,000 right. rolls of toilet paper, someone else can have one. I just want to go old school and just run down my kickoff team and spear them with the car. <laughs> like just take them out when I see right. people rolling with that cart of toilet paper. 
Right. See, I was he, doing good until you brought up all this stuff. Now, <laughs> I don't know. I might change my mind on how I feel. <laughs> it's uh, hard, man. People are crazy in this world. Crazy yeah. in this world. You but it's green be getting, like, today. Water yeah, and I'm green, so I'm still good. It's green. I want to go out. Right. No, that's good. Like I said, we, we've had a green light around here for a little bit. It's still social distancing in different restaurants and whatnot, but you should get out a little bit. I know I met up with a friend for happy hour earlier this week, and it was chill, but they, they didn't – they had – Literally half the bar was cut off and said, seats aren't open, you can't sit here. And they had, like, there was only every other table where people could sit down. So, but something's better than nothing. So, you know, it was good to get out and kind of, you know, enjoy that a little bit and whatnot. So, um, you know, overall, it's good. So, congratulations from Pennsylvania finally opening things back up. Hope you will have a good time out there. Yeah, you know, but it sucks, you know, going to the bar. I used to like to go and, you know, go and watch baseball. Like this time of year, I'd always go Sunday afternoon to a spot and watch baseball and stuff. Now right. I don't have an excuse to go to the bar. And then people might actually talk to you or something when you just want to watch the game like because there's nothing else to do. So you I know. mean, you, you could start watching NASCAR. No, I'm not watching NASCAR. You know, I mean, I it's, it's on. Nah. Poconos tonight. That's nah. out of your way. I nah. thought about that. Nah. Nah. It's not like it's 7 I mean, come and on, man, Pocono. Don't try to sell me on no NASCAR. I'm sorry, people out there. I, I can't do it. I just can't <laughs> do it. Just not my thing. See, this is why I need Lee on the show because he's got my back. He's a NASCAR fan. He's with me on this. God appreciate it, man. God appreciate it. Uh, I, was, I was a fan of Dale Earnhardt Sr. Obviously, Dale Jr. You know, I just I've always kept up with man. Don't know why. Don't know how it started, but I'm with it. I mean, I'm getting. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, I can't put it like as a, a sport like football or something. I, I, I feel like NASCAR falls under like golf, darts, bowling, more like a skill, you know. Like, Even when it's like 100 plus degrees in the car trying to do it, skill? Yeah, because you're just sitting there driving a car and, the, you know, uh, if you're 100 pounds, that's good because you're not weighing the car down. I remember when people were complaining that Danica Patrick had an unfair advantage because she weighed, what, 90 pounds or something. I mean, come on, man. I, can't, I don't even want to talk about NASCAR. I'm logging off if we talk about NASCAR right now. We'll keep the NASCAR conversation to a minimum <laughs> so for, for Dane's sake. But we will go ahead and, and um, jump back into the regular topics. I know coming soon, Dane's Lift Chronicles – I know you, you, you started driving again. Nothing too crazy has happened this past week. I know you got to get some notes going. I'm looking forward to that next week. I'm ready to hear some good stories for your, your people out there in Eastern PA and the craziness. Oh, man. I tried to do, you know, like last week I did eight hours. And then I did a couple hours the week before. But I want the later you go out, the better it gets. So I did do a – I left work early one night. And I went out from like 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. just to go out. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. That's when you need to go for stories. You got people saying, man, I need a regular driver. Can you do cash off the record and all this kind of craziness? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, because people can't find lift drivers. There's not enough out there for everybody that's going back out. Say, especially now if it's opening back up for you. I mean, it's probably going to get crazy. Uh, it's been great. The money's been good. You know, I always told you, money isn't good. It's just something to do. I like to go out there, get out of the house. And, uh, but 
uh, it's probably averaging about $25, $30 an hour, which, you know, isn't bad, you know, for a little extra side cash. You know, you go out, you know, you usually make over 100 bucks in four hours, so it's not terrible. Yeah, it's know? not too bad. And you get you get good gas mileage in your car, so that's good stuff right there for sure. Yeah, yeah. So we'll be I'll, – I'll start recording uh, and getting ready for some Lyft Chronicles, bringing it back. I might get out tonight. We'll see. If I don't go to the bar, I'll go out tonight. But nah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. So I know that obviously Pennsylvania is opening back up. Some other states are kind of shutting back down a little bit as far as uh, what they're allowing, as far as people and being out and about. I feel that we're going to be put on restriction again at some point in time. We're talking about different things to do outside, and we, we're talking about Google's list of things to do outside, which looked absolutely insane. I know we want to talk about their list because who's going to do these things? People are going to do these things, but I don't necessarily want to do them. I don't know about you. But like, you know, things like uh, have a scavenger hunt or planting a vegetable garden. Dane, are you going to be gardening out there in Eastern PA? Dad, what is wrong with Google? Like, who makes these lists for Google? Is this like a supercomputer? Because if that is, I am not concerned at all that they're going to be taken over anytime soon. I mean, seriously, you got, so you go and things to do outside. And the first thing that comes up is what's it say? Have a scavenger hunt. Have a scavenger hunt. Scavenger. What the hell is a scavenger hunt? Can you, what is that again? So scavenger hunt is you have different groups of people and they have different things on a list that they need to find, you know, maybe it's around a particular area. So maybe it's around like a neighborhood or around town and they have to go to these different places and try to figure out based on the clues on their sheet um, and get these different items for the get scavenger hunt. And whoever gets all the items on the list wins. That's more or less what it is. That, that absolutely sounds like a terrible idea, right? I don't, well, I don't know. I, no, I, no. No, no scavenger. Now plant a vegetable garden. I live in an apartment. Where the hell am I going to plant a vegetable garden? Hey, Why would I want to plant a vegetable garden? I hey. only got summer like three months out of the year here. What the heck am I going to do with a vegetable garden? You can do those little box gardens. Uh, you can do it on your porch. Oh, man, come on. Plant a vegetable garden? That's the second thing on this list? Oh, my <laughs> God, man. I'm like losing faith in the Google community here. Plant a vegetable garden. Hey, you could play a tourist in your own town. What have you? What, what's there to do in good old Allentown, PA? I live in Allentown, PA. I'm gonna be a tourist in my own town. The only thing we have is a Billy Joel song. I mean, <laughs> I mean, what am I gonna do? I go check out the hood on Front Street while I'm driving Lyft. I mean, uh, hey, it's something. What else can I look at? Let's see. Uh. I know they're trying to revamp the historic downtown in Hamilton right now. So they're trying to up the ante there. It's not, it's, it's not quite there yet, but it's come a long way from what it was. I'll give it that. Play Taurus in your own town. Now, I hate it. I don't hate it as much as the first two, but I, I hate it. <laughs> go horseback riding. Go horseback riding. There ain't no way in hell I'm getting on one of them things. You nuts. Hey, I went on a horse one time. I was in Evansville, Indiana. And I was like, all right, am I really going to do this? So, you know, I hopped up there and, you know, me and the horse went along for our little ride for like an hour and everything. It was just like like a little mini trot. So it never really got away from me or anything like that. He didn't start galloping or anything like that. So yeah, I was good. I was safe. 
nothing where I'm me trying to fall off the horse or anything. So, you know, that's my one-time horseback riding. But I can't promise I'm going to do it again. Can't I mean, you, do it again. you know my inn has a horse farm. You've seen it. But, uh, right. Uh, so I've <laughs> rode horses, like, when I was younger and stuff like that. Man, I'll trust some things. Man, a horse took out Superman. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, trying to, I'm not trying to get on the horse, man. They don't want us on their back. You know, they didn't evolve for people to be riding on them and stuff. I yeah, mean, true. Yeah. True. So, well, if you're not doing a horseback ride, you could always fly a drone. Uh, yeah, that worked out well for Trevor Bauer, idiot. I'm glad he's in Cincinnati now. <laughs> and you uh, know what? He, he, when, he, when he keeps his mouth shut, he can pitch a little bit. You know what I think of when I think of someone flying a drone? I think of some creepy dude that you see on the news and, like, the drone's going and, you know, spying in on women changing in their house and stuff like that. Seriously, I heard a story where someone saw a drone that was, like, spying on his daughter or something like that. It was in Kentucky, I think. And he shot it out of the air with his gun. And he's the one that got charged because it's illegal to shoot down – uh, I guess some kind of object. I forget what the actual term for it was, but he's the one that got arrested for it and got in trouble for it, and not the person flying the drone. You know, the yeah, flying I mean, drone in his his area, his space. Yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I, I mean, I guess I can understand people with photographs going and maybe taking over head views of things. I, yeah, sporting I events know. and stuff. Like, there's some cool pictures that you know that I've seen come come from that, use utilizing drones and whatnot, but. Yeah, I don't get the fascination with it. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Everybody wants to fly a drone around, man. I, you know what? I, if I seen one in my place, I'd shoot it, too. I mean, come on, man. What, what, why is there a drone on my property, right? So, right. That, and who wants to go do that? That's what I'm going to do when I go outside. I'm going to go fly a drone. Come on, man. This is crazy. What, all right, what's the next dumb thing they next got one. Plan, hey, a plan, plan a picnic. Plan a picnic. All right. Plan a picnic, all right. yeah. I can do the picnic, right? You right. take your girl out, go outside, you know, go to the park, something like that. Get a couple bottles of wine, you know, maybe, you know, I, I we like cookouts. You know, we'll take it to the next level, do a cookout with everybody. So, I, so if if you're if you're willing to do a picnic, I mean, you have your your picnic blanket and your picnic basket and everything. You know, lay it out nice on the grass and everything, and try to set the ambiance. You know, you have your bottles of wine and whatnot. Yeah, is that, is that you, you, you gonna pull it off like that? Yeah, man. I, I guess I, I guess I'm good with this one. I mean, uh, I yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll say okay. I'll thumbs up this one. I can okay, this thumbs up. Okay, we'll let that ride. All right, next one. Volunteer. <laughs> oh, I don't want to get in trouble, man. I hate volunteering for stuff, man. I already got work enough as it is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what you're feeling on volunteer. I can't remember the last time I volunteered for something. I don't want this sound come off like I'm a terrible human being, but I'm busy. If, if, I, if I was going to volunteer for anything, it would be like, you know, like uh, big brothers, big sisters type thing like Lee does. You know, if I was going to volunteer, it would be something like that. Yeah, you know what sucks? Lee makes me feel like a terrible person sometimes. Hey, <laughs> you know, I'm volunteering and doing all this stuff and everything like that. And, uh, yeah, I don't like Lee anymore. We can't have him on anymore. So. <laughs> and what is it? Hey, you know, as your other your other activity you could be doing, you could be stargazing. Yeah, I, I I don't know. I guess that's something you do in college after smoking a blunt as long as your arm or something. I don't know. Yeah. What, 
what is this hard case, right? Yeah, you know, I, I did take, uh, I took uh, two semesters of astronomy. And so I did, we did go out there, you know, in Hanover, you know, it's out in the country. So you go out there, you can see the stars or whatever. So those are really the only like classes I went to though for astronomy. I never went to the actual class itself. I only went to like the labs because those are the only things we had to really attend. Other than that, tests were on the curve and everything. We we're trying to get the credit for it. All of us took it. And, <laughs> and uh, but stargazing, I'm not going to do it on my just free time, but during that time, it worked. Well, I mean, I grew up in Akron, so, like, there's really no stargazing there because it's known fact that all the smog from Cleveland floats down and from Lake Erie and sits right over top of Akron, along with the back when the rubber factories were pumping out smoke, and uh, there really was nothing to stargaze at. Uh, you know, they would tell us it was fog, but I think most people knew better than that. So, right. Uh, I don't know how long stargazing would keep me occupied. I, I guess, like I said, it depends on if you're back in college with a blunt and a 24-pack of natural light. Maybe you can sit there and stare at the sky for a while, I guess. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm sure people will do it. I'm sure people don't know. Back in the day, people in our house, they would sit on the roof, and they would be doing that exact thing. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to solve the world's problems. Trying to solve the world's problems. Yes. So. All right, so ultimately this list sucks. That's what I got to say. I mean, what happened to going out and shooting some ball, man? Playing some ball. What happened to going out on the beach, man? Remember we used to play some football on the beach? That's like, right. That's right. We always got in trouble for it too. We we had a pretty serious game going. Yeah, they shut us down in Huntington Beach. That was good. That was good stuff. Uh, it started to get a little rough though. People started, you know, starting to get put on the big numbers a little bit. Yeah, well, I'm kind of like fun to extremely competitive and, you know, shut us down. But uh, <laughs> what else? Like, uh, trying to think uh, what kind of, uh, yeah, I mean, like golf, you know, like go outside. We talked about golfing. Uh, golf uh, for, for Lee, you know, he's going to get out. He's going to go hiking, go camping. You know, that, that, that's Lee's thing out there in Colorado. Yeah, you know, I know. He's probably going to take like 10 kids out hiking and, if things do stay open or whatever, I don't know what I do want to do just in general is go to the, the NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame. Never been there. I know that's kind of kind of opposite what we're talking about. We're talking about doing outdoor activities. But at some point in time, I do want to get up there. I do want to take Caden up there. I think he'd love it. Um, I think he'd have fun doing it. I know, but right now, like yesterday, we were outside in the front yard. We are playing playing basketball outside. We're, I was teaching, you know, trying to get him better, hitting him off the tee or even throwing him the ball so he get hit the ball from a, from a pitcher. He's good with that. You know, he's playing soccer out in the yard. Like I say, he's a sports junkie. He's all about it. And Copeland would rather be outside than inside. We got to watch her because she's, she's more of one to be um, digging around in the mulch and trying to eat rocks and all that stuff. She's not scared <laughs> to go out and get dirty. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, but that's all stuff. You know, that's good stuff. You know, like I said, I love to go out and play some basketball, go out and some golfing, uh, you know, go out uh, to the beach, you know, do stuff that people want to do outside. Like, you know, uh, I mean, there's nothing against horseback riding. Uh, I think that's a small majority of people that can do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't have access to horses like I do or something, you know, that's right. an expensive hobby. 
Uh, that's true. That's true. Yeah, and I'll be honest though, if people if, if people do have a cookout, they keep their social distancing up, and they can have a cornhole tournament. Yeah, man, cornhole. You got to have cornhole. Got to grill out. Uh, man, just even throwing the football around. Uh, I mean, obviously we're sports people. A lot of people aren't, you know, aren't in the sports, but like, and, and I sh- I should be like, you know, I I guess. I don't know. Like, you know, this list doesn't entertain us. You know, maybe some people want to go on a scavenger hunt. You know, maybe vegetable gardening's good. Maybe I should start a bonsai tree collection, you know, and calm down. You know, you ever seen people clipping them things? Yeah, I know. I have seen it. Yeah. I have seen it. You got to maintain your your bonsai tree. But when you do, like, prune it, basically, like, you know, you cut it down to the branches, it'll grow back. Yeah, and I can say play tourists in your hometown. town. I guess in some ways I've done that because, you know, I've moved around a lot. So, like, when I moved to Boston, I went to all the historical sites. Even when I was in Harrisburg, PA, you know, there's a lot of Civil War stuff to go look at. So, right. I mean, I can get that to a certain extent. But if you've been in the same town forever, I don't know how much you're going to see. Uh, yeah, that, that, that's true. That's you true. know, uh, flying a drone, I mean, I don't know. Hit up Trevor Bauer. You ask him about that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I you know uh, I'll go with the list. Okay. I think it's terrible, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> All right. How about this? We're we're switch topics. Since you've gotten older, you know we are getting old now and everything. Has your palate changed as you've aged for drinks that you prefer from back no. in the day? No, I think I've uh, been drinking Tangerine and Tonic since high school, ever since my buddy Justin was taking the bottles from the bar uh, for us to party on weekends. I can say that now, like Statue of Limitations over. It's been like (laughs) well over 20 years. Sorry, Justin, I ratted you out, but I think it's not a very good, well-kept secret. But, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, he he used to get the bottles from the upper deck and – what was it? Yeah, I've been drinking Tangerine and Tonic forever. I remember the first time I had it, I was like, wow, man, that's pretty good, man. It tastes like a liquid pine tree or something. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, not really changed too much. Been pretty consistent. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm the same way. You know, I, I could probably still go out and, you know, probably buy regular beers or, you know, Tangerine and Tonic. That's me. I've been drinking more, more uh, Tito's vodka lately. Oh, I've been Martin Kosh has been a Tito's vodka mixed with uh, White Claws, so that that's what I've been going with uh, okay. lately. But uh, yeah, I'm not really a big wine guy. Elena's not a wine person. Like she's she's you know she's a beer person, as far as that. So we're not big yeah. on trying to drink wine. And I'm not a Scotch guy. I know you like Damon, your brother. He's he's really big into Scotch and everything like that. And that's just not really my style either. I just never got into sipping Scotch like that. Um, like I said, usually, you know, if I'm if I'm out having a few beverages, you know, is out to hang out, have a good time, and not necessarily I'm not gonna be like social drinking like that to where, you know, I come home and I have a scotch before I go to bed. I'm just not gonna do it normally. So, yeah, and, and some of it is, you know, my taste didn't really change, but like I can actually afford to drink stuff a lot better than when I was younger, right? That's true. That's true. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna buy well stuff. Yeah, I don't have to drink Colt forty five double malts anymore in the can, you know. <laughs> Now, yep. drink about three of those, you go insane. So, but I do, you know, the malt liquor buzz is a special buzz. It definitely it is. fired up. It's a different game. And I haven't, I probably haven't drank one in like how, when's the last, I don't even think we were drinking them back when we first started hanging out. I mean, it's no. been a long time. 
that's what that was what I what my, one of my first drinks was Colt Forty Five Double Malt. That was the first beer yes. I ever had. That and some some Mad Dog Twenty Twenty. Oh that's what yeah, we, that's what we called it. I don't even know what the real name of it is, but you know, it said MD Twenty Twenty on MD it. That's what we roll with. We line, man. Oh, dude, there was there was some nasty drinks back then. I mean, I don't think I, they don't make MD Twenty Twenty any longer. I think I think you can still maybe find it, but it isn't prominent any longer. Right, I'm sure you can find it somewhere for sure. And then, and then when Menace to Society came out, what in 1993 or something like that, everybody had to have old English. That stuff was right. Old. Yeah, that's, that's yeah, it's just as bad. We had it too, though. But remember, <laughs> yeah, but remember, the greatest invention of the 20th century is the wide mouth bottle. Greatest True. invention. I used to hate drinking a 40 with that little freaking right. regular bottle size thing, man, you got to, man, that stuff's awful. You got to have the big top, like the Colt 45 started doing. So you can put that stuff down quick. Yeah. Whoa. Bud Light, Bud Light was definitely behind the trend on that for sure. Oh yeah. I, man, I'm getting the chills thinking about that stuff, man. I think if I smelled it right now, it would like make me ill. That's funny. That's funny. No, me too. I want no part of that at all whatsoever. I'm good. Guy that 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 came and went early in life, so yeah. <laughs> I, I have no desire to bring it back. No, whatsoever. All right, sports talk. OBJ, he's now 100% healthy. For OBJ, for people out there who don't know, that's Odell Beckham Jr. That's who my son is yelling throughout the house when he's trying to catch a football, one-handed all the time, and I'm always yelling about it. He's all one-handed catch like OBJ. That's why I have to hear about it all the time. So I want to throw the ball at his feet or over his head, so he has to use two hands to catch it. Otherwise, he's just you catch it one hand, and it's annoying. So, <laughs> man. Yeah, so now he's on trend. Do, do we believe? Do we believe in him? And what do we expect for him this year? Oh, uh, you know what? It's hard for me because he's really been hurt for three years now, right? Uh, he supposedly was hurt all last year. I mean, the Browns were such it's typical dumpster fire. Uh, doesn't matter who's there. Uh, I, I think he could bounce back. I think he doesn't really follow coaching. I heard he just kind of freelances out there. Uh, man, I'm hoping with Stefanski there and stuff, they can keep him motivated. I think they had a heart-to-heart -heart with him after the LSU incident. Right. And I'm hoping, man, I bought a pair of them $200 Air Max 720 OBJs he's got out there right now. Orange and brown, do the slick, hey, comfy. They look, they look good. Yeah. They look good. Yeah, so I so. got me a pair of those. I'm kind of banking on him having a big year. Uh, the Brown, To me, the Browns, right, not just OBJ, I'm not really sure what to expect. I think it's going to be like what I told you last year. It's either right. going to be really good or it's going to be really bad. And I thought it would be really bad, and I was right. It was really bad. And I think pieces. that's going to be the case again this year. They have pieces, but they have, they have lots of upheaval in Cleveland. They need, they need like, some, some staying power there. So maybe not this year for them. If they can hold it together for next season, I think they could, they could be all right if this, if this coach can get through this season. Well, but unfortunately, the coach in his first year is in a situation where he has to win now. I mean, you're in Baker's third year. Uh, you have to determine if he's the guy. OBJ, all the guaranteed money's done now, right? You know what I mean? Like they gotta decide if he's the guy they want to keep. Yeah, I think though uh, he's probably gonna play hard to get that next contract. 
Well, he needs to. If he wants paid, thank God he wasn't dumb enough this year to go and ask for more money saying he wasn't one of the highest paid receivers. He hasn't done nothing in a couple of years. Right. No, he really hasn't. Uh, I've never really loved OBJ, to be honest with you. I'm trying to think. I mean, he's not like a – he's not an overly big receiver. He's like 5'11", you know what I mean? And he's fast. I'll give him that. But he's not like Antonio Brown fast. Well, you know he, I mean? you know, he's faster than – like – He's blazing fast. Uh, he does have good hands. He, he, he catches the ball. I'll give him that. I mean, he's, he's fast. He is fast. It, I mean, he's blazing fast, and that's one of the reasons people like him. I mean, if you look at that one touchdown he had against the Jets this year on Monday night when he caught that slant, I mean, yeah. when that dude catches the ball in the open field, there ain't nobody catching. Maybe I just don't see the consistency in him. You know what I mean? Well, there is Maybe no consistency. And he freaks out. I think the media pumped him up too much. He's one of them guys, I hate to say, I think was reading his own press clippings. And maybe right. it finally sunk in. Maybe his boy Landry can get him back. But here's the problem, right? They didn't work together all last year. They're not working together this year because Landry said he had to go play in the Pro Bowl. And then he got his surgery late so he could duck all the offseason stuff. I'm not – yeah, it looks that way, right? So, OBJ, they're out. You got this COVID thing going on. You got a new coach. I mean, I think it's going to be the same poo show that it's been for years. Right. And, uh, you know, do I expect OBJ to have a much bigger year? If he's healthy, I'm going to say I still think the Browns are going to be a mess, but he's probably looking at – Minimum 1,300 yards this year. What do you think? Really? 1,300? We had last year? He was was hurt last year, right? So He was hurt and had over 1,000 last year on an awful team. Right. Okay. Yeah. I guess I could see that. He he, he he, should not be less than last year. They should at least be at least what he got last year. 1,300 is probably doable. I think they'll have a lot more touchdowns this year. You mean 1,300 yards and 10 touchdowns? Yeah, I I think he needs paid. And this is where I think things could get ugly for Stefanski. He wants paid. He's 26, I believe, so his next contract is going to be a big one. Right. Uh, If he's not getting the ball and scoring touchdowns, he'll be hitting that kicking net again. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I guess we'll go to this. I think this was one of our questions. Maybe should he go back to being a blonde? I mean, when he was a blonde, I mean, he was making plays. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, I mean, you look good, feel good, feel good, play good. You know what I mean? That's so, right. Maybe, maybe that's how he's got to do it. Yeah, I think he's got to bring the blonde back, man. I think Something maybe he should do it like orange. Like when they wear the brown jerseys, <laughs> do the orange hair. Yeah, I don't know if he wants to go Robin style, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, that, that's commitment for sure. Yeah, well, let's, blonde, go back to, let's go back to the blonde hair and – you know, let, yeah, let's get back to some big yards here. Let's let's do it. I, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, that's that's what they need, man. That's what they need for sure, and that's what he needs. Hey, fun fact that I don't know if you knew, Ronaldo, our boy, his you know, his dad played football at LSU, right? So his dad was roommates with Odo Beckham's dad at LSU when they played ball together back in the day. Wow, that's, 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 that's I did not know fun that. fact of the day. Yeah, so fun you fact never of said the day. That. Yep. So yeah, Odell Beckham Sr. was his, was his roommate back in college when they both played ball at LSU. Wow. So, 
So, uh, uh, so I will just say to clear it up, I do expect him to have a bounce back here, but I still expect the Browns to be a dumpster fire. OBJ will get his stats, and he'll be gone. He'll be somewhere else next year. That's my projection. My projection yeah. early. Until the Browns – see, I'm all about consistency. You know, in, in, in the business world, you look at past performance for future, right? Right. For future performance. And since 1999, I don't know how you could project anything but chaos for the Browns. <laughs> That's all it's pretty much been. That's all it's been. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to see what happens with the Bengals this year and their, their squad, you know. Coaching the second year, they made a lot of changes this year, but turbulent off season just in general. We'll see how it all works out. So I'll be interested to see how it goes. Yeah. Um, all right, baseball. They finally, the players and owners finally agreed to a sixty-game season. So it's going to be a sprint to the playoffs. What do you think about that? Uh, you know me. I love baseball, man. I love the Indians. You know, and I am a Reds fan too because you know they don't really play each other other than for the Ohio Cup. You know what I mean? So, right. uh, you know, it's not like Browns Bengals, basically. You know, it's funny because the Reds have been around since, what, 1869. The Indians have been around since at least 1890 as the Cleveland Spiders. Right. And they've played each other like 60 times, right? So it's not really a, right. uh, a rivalry or anything. They've tried to make it one, but obviously everybody has their traditional rivals. That's what people care about. Yeah. Uh, yep. I love baseball. I think this whole thing with them, the media hasn't looked good, uh, but I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'd love to see the Indians win this thing in a short series, maybe uh, in a short season, maybe they keep Frank, you know, Lindor and make a run for it because they do have a pretty good team. The thing about the Indians is they're a great run organization. They got no money. They got terrible attendance. Unlike the Reds, they're usually competitive. They were just in the World Series. I can't believe they blew that. Uh, I mean, I, I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready for it. I, I don't think there's going to be any sports. I mean, look, the Phillies down the road from me already shut down their whole thing because 29 people or 26 people had the COVID tested or whatever. Right. So right. I'm excited. I hate the rules. I mean, they got some little league rules in like the 10th inning. They're going to put a ghost runner on second or something. I, I don't know. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I haven't looked that. Much. I haven't looked that close into it as far as that. But yeah, that, that's kind of crazy. I'm excited though, man. I want to see some baseball. I want to see some baseball. I, I, I like baseball. You know me and you, big baseball guys. Uh, I would like to see it come back. Yeah. Now, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Like I said, I would like to see it. You know, obviously, we don't have the law of the summer. We're usually all oh, man baseball season's taking forever or whatever. So you use excited opening day, then you go through and like mid the midsummer is like all right. It's kind of a little slow at this point. Then as it gets closer to the playoffs, it picks back up. Well, now, like I said, I mean, it will be interesting to see how it is. Hopefully injuries will be a minimum because it will be a 60, you know, like a 60-game sprint to the playoffs and everything. So that's all I wonder, like, injury-wise. I know they're going to go through, like, kind of their spring, their spring training and everything. I just wonder how it's going to be for, for pitchers, how they're going to be, how players are going to adjust to it, you know. And I want to see basically the percentage of injuries – you know, the percentage increase in injuries for this time of the year just because of how they're doing it, you know, and how they have to adjust. So, I just never understood all the injuries in baseball, man. When I was in my early 20s, dude, I could play baseball forever. Uh, just all the quad injuries and 
groin injuries and you know I, I just don't get it you know what i mean right so, uh <laughs> yeah and we'll see what happens I, I just i don't think that should be an impact i mean these guys that are they're older players in their 30s and stuff i think uh it's going to be an issue, but they're professionals. I mean, they've been doing this their whole life. You know what right. I mean? It's not like me and you being in our thirties that haven't played ball, real ball in years. They've been playing it. Their bodies should be ready. Right. Uh, we'll see. I, I think it'll be a good thing. I think guys will be ready to play. They're professionals. Yeah. No, no that, that's good. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it for sure. And speaking of baseball, I'm kind of disappointed myself because I guess I got the wrong time on it and I can't find it now. I missed the documentary on King Griffith Jr., I thought it was going to be on today, like tonight. Apparently, it was on last weekend. So, and now I'm trying to find it on demand or whatever from the MLB Network. And I can't find it. I can't find it anywhere. So, <laughs> if it was MLB Network, we'll show it a million times. Just right. So, that's also the board today, and there's nothing on today. So, it's just disappointing. That's like the one documentary I want to see. I'm excited to see. I can't wait to see. But obviously, I have to wait until I can find it. You know what's funny about Griffey, right? Uh, you know, not to get off topic, maybe we could talk about this another time. He, he was a great player for Seattle, but he he killed the Reds, just absolutely killed them because they paid him all that money, right, on a team that usually doesn't spend that kind of money on a player, and he was hurt the entire time. How many years was he with the Reds? He was hurt for two and a half seasons. No, man, he was hurt the whole time. His numbers were very pedestrian. That The Adam Dunn, Ken Griffey Jr. era of baseball was an underwhelming, uh, highly disappointing era of Reds baseball. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, we're, we'll have to talk about, talk about that later on as far as him and his stats during that time frame and everything because – I, I am kind of interested to see kind of the, the difference between his time in in um, Seattle versus time in, in Cincinnati, just to see what's going on with it. But we'll keep pushing forward. We'll bring that up another time, another topic. It doesn't matter. He still has the sweetest swing in baseball history. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'll give you that. <laughs> All right. If What would be your dream career and why? Another oh, question from, from Jackie. This is the easiest question you've ever asked me. I want to be a trust fund baby. I want to be Scott Disick, dude. I just want to kick it. Yeah, just, yeah. trust fund baby would be my ideal career. Just inherit okay. a bunch of money. Didn't have to do nothing for it. Didn't have to be nobody. Just had a ton of money. Just show right. up and that's just what it is, right? Yeah, and then, you know, uh, you know, yeah, I'm not going to do stuff Lee did. Nah, I'd be kicking it, man. I'd be on a yacht somewhere hanging out. So, I'm a terrible <laughs> person. I'm so we're on a yacht hanging out. I, I, like can't, I can't live up to Lee's at Boys and Girls Club expectations and stuff. You know, I mean, I could coach some ball and stuff. Yeah, I would probably do something like that, you know. I'd try to, you know. But, yeah, my ideal career would be trust fund, baby. So, yeah, for sure. I got you. No, that's good. No, with me personally, I think it'd be something in the sports industry. I don't think it'd be like me being a coach or anything like that. I uh, don't know what it'll be in the sports industry. Like I could probably see myself being like a, it'd be kind of cool to be like a director of player personnel for a program or something like that, or like for a college program, like director of recruiting 
or whatnot. I mean, that that wouldn't be a bad thing. You know, that require you be on the road a lot. But um, you know, just being there, you evaluate the skills of a player. I think that'd be kind of cool. Or of a person that's an athlete to see how they measure up against everybody else. I think that's kind of a cool situation. But with my current job situation, I do have kind of the freedom to do some different things. So if I can take what we're doing there with the dad and everything and be able to incorporate that somehow into the sports genre or sports industry, that's kind of my goal, my ultimate goal with everything. So we'll see how it goes. We'll see how I'm able to, to flip that. But that is kind of what I'm working on behind the scenes to figure out what I can do on the sports side of things. So that is still my goal. Hope I can somehow reach it by by doing that, man. So Okay. Or maybe like some Wolf on Wall Street type of thing, but, you know, <laughs> that might be cool too. Yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that, that's pushing it though. That's pushing it. That's not, that's not really my style, but yeah, you, I'm sure you definitely make a lot of cash doing that for sure. <laughs> yeah. For sure. All right. We're going to go ahead. We're getting into rapid fire. Like so a lot of these topics came from, from Dave's girlfriend, Jackie. So, um, I know we talked about before the show, you didn't really watch MTV back in the day, but what were your favorite MTC, MTV shows from back in the day? Oh, man. I hate MTV. Those shows suck. <laughs> uh, I mean, just having a show called Teen Mom just is awful. Uh, <laughs> I hate, yeah. Yeah, I hate MTV. I guess uh, I used to like it when they actually showed videos. I guess. And uh, I did like MTV Spring Break, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to go MTV Spring Break. Yeah, that was a good time. You know, you can't have that anymore for a lot of the reasons, you know, in the culture and climate we have today. Right. But, uh, I personally enjoyed those Spring Breaks. You know, we went on them Spring Breaks in college, you know. That's, that's I remember yeah, back in the day, you know, seeing it on TV. I mean, I can't wait to go to Spring Break in college. It's going to be a great time. It was always a great time. Never let down. So I think, yeah, I'm going to say MTV Spring Break. And I want to be on record saying I think MTV is awful, terrible. Those shows suck. But uh, go ahead. <laughs> I think for me back in the day, I was watching Real World Road Rules, MTV Spring Break. And I think another show I watched was Singled Out. We had Jenny uh, McCarthy on it. And later on, I had Carmen Electra on it as the host. And Chris Hardwick was the host or whatever, some kind of dating show. I don't remember exactly what it was about, but I remember I did watch it come out on a regular basis. So glad to watch any shows back in the day. Those were probably it. I wasn't watching like Beavis and Butthead. Wasn't watching like Daria or anything like that. Nah, those shows suck, dude. Yeah, Daria that was, was terrible. First, dude. What? I can't even believe you brought that up, man. That yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, no, I, I forgot. My bad. Yeah, I wasn't into Beavis and Butthead. I mean, uh, Jersey Shore, when it first came out, was kind of a novelty. That was kind of crazy when she got knocked out in that bar, Snooky, and yeah, uh, you know. But I'm not into the reality TV too much, you know. Except I like the shells for some reason on Bravo. The shells, the sunset. I like that, the shells. That Jackie did say the song that like, or there any reality shows that like that me and uh, that Lane and I watched together, or that like no, you and her watched together, or whatever. I'm like, you know, we really don't. I guess if I did. I'll come in there. She's watching one of the Real Housewives. I think usually it's one of Orange County. Or I, I can, I don't know. That one or Elena. Those are usually the ones that, that I'll potentially watch. And we're watching Chrisley Knows Best. If I had to watch a reality show right now that Dude, I watch or not, I'll watch Chrisley's. I, I hate that show. That is <laughs> awful. 
That dude, didn't they put him in jail? I thought he got in trouble for tax evasion or something. I think he somehow evaded it. Somehow he, he, it, it missed him somehow. Either way, Man. I already did file for bankruptcy. I was going to. That dude, like, they, better, they better put that dude in solitary or he's in trouble. <laughs> I don't know. He's, I don't know. It's so funny. He's pretty funny, actually. There's some characters on the show that are there pretty funny. It's kind of crazy what they what they do on a regular basis. Oh. His his mom actually cracks me up pretty good. I think yeah, I think it's, I mean when you bring up stuff like Crisley knows best. This is how bad we need sports back, man. I don't I care know. if the COVID's running rampant, dude. We got <laughs> we got to play some football this fall. <laughs> got to bring it back, dude. Yeah, got to bring it back. I'm losing my mind for sure. Yes. You have me watching watching the Crisleys. Yeah, we're not. <laughs> I can't. I haven't dropped the Grizzlies yet. I'll admit, uh, I like. We're watching the New Jersey Shores, and they're terrible. They're boring. I hate them. But there's nothing else on, and it's like you're trapped in it, and you're watching it, and it's just boring. Nah, can't do it, man. I, I, I haven't gone there yet. Have not nah. gone there at all. It's bad. Um, bad. <laughs> or hey, would, would you guys watch the Saved by the Bell reboot? No, hell no. What the heck they gonna do? That no one watched them when they were in college. So why are they going to watch them now? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, not gonna, I was more of a fan of Kelly Kapowski when she was in college than when she was in high school. But um, that'll probably be one of the few reasons I would think about watching it. Other than that, no, I probably won't watch it. Isn't Screech in jail? I think so. Well, he, he went to jail for a period of time. Yeah, for trying to stab somebody in Milwaukee or something. I don't something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what you would – I don't know what the storyline would be. Like, I know they already canceled the Beverly Hills 90210. I mean, that thing was probably on for, like, what, six episodes? I, I didn't even see it. Didn't know it yeah, came back. I'm saying it went, came and went. I know they're bringing friends back. I mean, I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Sometimes they just leave it alone and just collect the royalties from the reruns that play. Yeah, like I said, nobody watched the college years, so I mean, I don't know what they're going to watch now. I don't even know what they could possibly do for this show. I mean, who's yeah, writing the script? Uh, yeah, I don't even know what to think about that, for sure. <laughs> All right, we're going to keep moving. Rapid fire, right? So, uh, what were your the best toys as kids growing up? Uh, I like the He-Man toys. Yeah, probably He-Man. That's one of my goals, number one. Uh, for me, I'll say Transformers. Number two, I'll probably say Ninja Turtles. Um, I know we talked about four. I think I had some Thundercat stuff. I remember I had like the the small sword and the large sword for Lionel, so I could you know do this. You know, Thundercats, Thundercats, ho! And I could change swords, get yeah. the Ninja Sword and everything. So you know, I got you know I, I that route. You know what's funny about the Thundercats? We're talking about. I said, you know, I've been a professional athlete for a long time because uh, I didn't want to play baseball. Back when I was young, and my dad was like, "Well, I'll buy you Mumra's tomb or whatever that that big right. boy for the Thundercats thing if you play baseball." So then I decided. Then I played baseball. So I basically have been paid since I was like eight years old. So uh, <laughs> that's what went down. So yeah, I got I got to say Thundercats. I remember them. That's a good one. Yeah, that's funny. No, 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 that's cool. That's cool. All right. So Jack says something. Like, what do I think about the ramen? the ramen noodle restaurant trend. I can't say I've seen that trend where I'm living in Ohio. Like I said, we're people on the East Coast think we're just a flyover state, and I just haven't seen that trend. 
but maybe you've seen it. I mean, I have some ramen noodles up in my pantry right now, old school, like college ramen noodles, where so, it was a rainy day. We got it there but, just in case. Yeah, let me straighten this. So, yeah, they've taken ramens, like, they've taken something that's like a Toyota Corolla and made it a Lexus, right? They're trying to, uh, you know, there's eggs in it. There's all these different broths. You go in, there's a whole menu, right? These things are popping up all over the place and everything. And, like, they're kind of weird tasting. And <laughs> there's a ton of different. But let me tell you, people, this is a ramen noodle. That's right. That is a ramen noodle. Chicken flavor. Chicken this, flavor. Yes. That's right. This is the best thing you can eat right here. And then what right. Dane is doing, he's holding up a package of old school right here. ramen That's noodle, chicken problem. flavor, like a 12-pack of it. Just the bricks that you get, you take and you break them up and put them in a bowl, throw some water in it, throw it in the microwave. You're good. Stir it up, throw in the seasoning. You can go, out, you can go from there. Three and a half minutes. Three yeah. and a half minutes. That's all you need. You're good. Dude, who thought about it? You don't put an egg in a ramen. You put an egg in a ramen. Man, <laughs> come on. That's a ramen noodle right there. So, yeah, there's this ramen noodle craze and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I, yeah, I, yeah, I don't know what the heck. I don't know what to think of it. I don't think any of them are that great. And it's expensive, man. I'm telling you, it's like $20 for a bowl of soup. I wish I'd have thought of it. I want to go open one right now. It got to cost only 50 cents to make one. I say, think, think about that profit margin. That's crazy. They're probably oh, banking. Man. A lot of them are bring your own beer or drink or wine or something, so you bring oh, it yeah. out. Yeah, so that's, um, that's kind of how it goes down. The last time I went to one, I brought in a bottle of my Bernie Kozar wine, and uh, yeah, everybody at the table, because we're out in PA, they're like, is that Bernie Kozar wine? I was like, yeah, people still know Bernie. Bernie, <laughs> Bernie baby. <laughs> All right, hey, clothing trends from the 90s or 2000s. Um, your favorite clothing trend from the 90s and 2000s, and Oops. even maybe now. This is an easy one. Skids. Bring them back. What happened to skids, man? That was like wearing, <laughs> like, that was the ultimate athleisure, right? They say athleisure's back in style. Bring back the skids, man. The MTV. Right. <laughs> MC Hammer type pants, dude. They're comfy. <laughs> Remember the logo? It was like a, oh, yeah, it was uh, like a, a street, street sign. sign. Yeah. Real thing on the back. And they, they didn't weigh nothing, dude. Oh, man, yeah. those were nice. We need, And they had all the crazy different colors and everything. You put oh, yeah. on, throw a T-shirt on, pair of Johnson, good to go. Uh, I'm with you there for sure. I, I, I would say bring back jean uh, overalls, wearing only on one shoulder. I wear them on no shoulders, throw a belt on, hold them up that way with some boots. But that's just how I did it. But, uh, yeah, bring that back. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, and if I'm throwing it. Quick shout out. You were trying to look pretty. You threw on a pair of Cavariccis, man. I had a pair of purple Cavariccis. Hand <laughs> clothes back in the day. Uh, see, back in the day, I remember having it was it was all Tommy Hilfiger and polo jeans, polo shirts. You know, Tommy like Tommy actual like polo collar shirts and everything. That's how I remember. I had a pair of white Tommy Hilfiger jeans. White jeans. White jeans. Kept them clean. Me and white never got along. <laughs> that and I had I had a couple pairs of white K-Swiss. Can't go wrong with that either. I had K-Swiss, man. Uh, they're making a comeback, though, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. All right, what clothing trends do you think should go away and never come back? Cuffed jeans. 
when people were cupping jeans, it was the stupidest thing ever. I never <laughs> understood it. Uh, uh, my my little goose were high waisted pants. Sorry, ladies. Everybody's trying to wear the high waisted high waisted pants. I know it's in style right now. Me personally, leave it alone. Kick to the curb. I don't need it. Oh, style that's out there right now that I hate. Uh, yeah, the high waisted things whack. Uh, I've seen a lot of people wearing like some nineteen eighty styles glasses. You ever seen that? You seen those? Trying yeah. to bring those back, like the big glasses. No, I'm cool. I don't need that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, all the trends suck right now. Nobody dresses up anymore. There's Tom no, Selleck, Tom Selleck style mustaches. Leave yeah, them. man. Leave yeah. them. Yeah, rock the beard. Them. Rock the shadow. Save it up. Don't leave the mustache alone. We don't need to bring that back. Nah, yeah, yeah. Let it go. I think the, I think the big beard trend looks is miserable. I don't know why. I I would have a hard time having to deal with that. But. <laughs> Uh, it's not for everybody. It's not for everybody. All right. Our, our weekly Kim Jong-un segment. If, oh, if yes. He, if Kim Jong-un played football and baseball, what positions would he play? Definitely. Because he's, he's like 5'7 he's like and 400 pounds. Definitely so, nose tackle. If for everybody yeah. out there, a nose tackle and a 3-4 defense. He's there to take up space and clear out space to the linebackers behind him and let them make plays. That's all he needs to do. He needs to take on a double team every single time. I mean, how, you like, field. how would you like to have him tackling you if you're a running back, a quarterback, and laying on you and sweating all over you? And probably oh, smells man. like probably smells like Marlboro Reds laying up on you. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Well, I bet you take his helmet. I bet you took his helmet off. His hair being placed like Mel Kiper Jr. That's right. Yeah, he had moved hair, man. Yeah. So I'm gonna <laughs> say nose tackle, baseball. I'm gonna say catcher. Uh, and uh, if he was in Hollywood, I'd say Job of the Hut. Job of the Hut, yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. There's not many other roles he could play, but Job of the Hut's definitely one of them. Yeah. Now I will tell you, whatever he does, I'm sure it'd be perfect. Like oh, that yeah, yeah. golf game. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who's gonna say otherwise? I'm staying yeah. out of his way. Yeah. Staying out of his way. Yeah. I let's just say this: I want to play football against him in North Korea. It would have to be outside of the borders. Yeah, no, definitely, <laughs> definitely here in the States. Yes. Period. Yeah. yeah. Not playing not, not going there that. or whatever it is. Yeah. Right, no, not at all. Not at all. All right, where are we at? Uh, favorite horror movies? This is a tough one, man. I like horror movies. Uh, I'm going to say this was tough. I love Pet Cemetery. That's classic Stephen King. The Shining with Jack Nicholson's classic. The Shining, yeah. Uh, we talked about that. Uh, and then two newer ones, you know, I would say I love Event Horizon with Lawrence Fishburne where that ship goes to another dimension and comes back. That's excellent. And Ghost Ship, uh, that's that's excellent. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, I'd say for me, for back in the day, at least it scared me back in the day, was Carrie from the 70s. Uh, where you know she was a student, I was got picked on with that kind of special powers or whatever, like under wraps. And then at the pond, she got a too. Yeah, yeah. A bucket of a pig's blood dropped in her head, and she went crazy and started killing everybody mentally. So I will say though, that. like Pet Cemetery, uh, probably is one of the best. Like that one will keep you up at night. I actually still have a copy of Pet Cemetery 
Right. <laughs> Still one of the best four books in my library here. One of the best. Uh, I didn't care for the renewed one or whatever like that. The book's way better than the movie. Right. Uh, Stephen King even said it's the one where he probably thought he went too far and he didn't even, he almost didn't even publish Pet Cemetery because he thought he went too far, but he needed one more book for his publisher so he could get out of that contract. Right. But, uh, Pet That's Cemetery funny. classic, Shining's classic. Shining, yeah. I'll say the Shining. And obviously, you know, I'll say, I don't know if I remember the movie It from back in the day, but I remember the clown. You know, from from the movie that was originally scary, just because of his teeth. Oh so, yeah, that that was kind of scary from back in the day. You never go wrong with Michael Myers. You know, he was never running, but he's gonna he's gonna catch his victims and take care of them one way or another. Him and I Jason definitely, I definitely like Michael Myers uh, way better than Jason and Freddy. Like, yeah, I, yeah, no, me classic. too. Yeah, like the original Halloween's a great movie, man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I would I would just throw out there I love the Resident Evil Evil series, love Milovich. I mean that yeah. might be borderline action too, but I I said, that, might, that might be like action sci-fi. But I mean, yeah, like it's more action sci-fi. Yeah, the whole right. thing. It's, I it's love combo. Yeah, I, I like Resident Evil movies too. And Underworld with Kate Beckinsale in the black suit must see. <laughs> All right, gangster movies. What are your favorite gangster movies? This is a tough one too, man. I'm gonna say I mean everybody likes Godfather. Scarface obviously is a classic. I love right. it. Uh, uh, man, there's so many good ones. I can watch Goodfellas and Casino over and over and over. So I'm gonna yeah. probably say Goodfellas is probably my favorite one. I gotcha. No, yeah, I like those movies too. Um, for me, like I said, Scarface on the list. Obviously, Goodfellas on the list. But I'll say I have a couple other ones American Gangster with Denzel Washington. I like that one. And then uh, The Departed, just because there's a whole lot going on, lots of different stories, lots of messed up messed up stuff going on in that movie. Um, uh, I'm, I'm all about that one. So Now, I'm a, I, I really couldn't think of one, like a great gangster movie that doesn't get enough love. I don't know. I know you have mentioned one earlier. I mentioned one no one talks about that's excellent. Uh, you know, Once Upon a Time in America, uh, about Jew the Jewish mafia in the 20s and 30s in New York. And uh, that had the great cast. And De Niro, James Woods, Joe Pesci uh, came out, I think, in the early 80s. Excellent movie. But if you're going to watch it, make sure you make some time for it because it's like four hours long. But right. I highly recommend Once Upon a Time in America. Okay. Okay. All right, favorite action movies. What do you got? Oh, man, this is tough, man. There's so many. Uh, Bloodsport's classic, dude. I love Bloodsport. I think if you're into action movies, like especially from that era, Bloodsport's a great one. Yeah. Kickboxer, Lionheart, all those Van Damme movies were classics back then. And then, like, my favorite, one of my favorites I love to watch over and over again is Jet Li's Kiss of the Dragon. That is just badass. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's definitely a good movie. I agree with all of those. Uh, I'll go with a couple more recent movies, like the John Wick series, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Of that. Um, for whatever reason, I've always liked the Mission Impossible series, Tom Cruise, and all the crazy stunts that he does in that movie. Um, and in the Fast and the Furious series. I, mean, yeah, I love the all. Fast and the Furious series. That's, yeah. Now, now, one movie, I don't know if you really consider action, but I would, you know, there's a lot of, of death being 
brought to the table by Denzel Washington. That's Man on Fire. Man on Fire is excellent, but I'll tell you what, uh, for just pure action, what's his one, the Equalizer? Equalizer, or? yeah, that's that's good, too. First one and the second one, they're both yeah. good. That first one's really good. Yeah, I mean, for sure. Those are great action movies, but, man, I like – for some reason, I liked the old school action movies better. I'm not into like the Marvel and superhero and all the special effects, dude. I like the old school, like fighting stuff, you know, like the Van Dams, the old Stallone movies, the old Arnold movies. Man, I love that stuff. Right. Speaking of, what are you? Are you Team Arnold, Team Stallone, or Team Van Dam? Man, there's so many good movies back then with those with those original action stars. Even even uh, Steven Seagal had some good ones with Under Siege and Mark for Death and all that. Right. Uh, man, I love Arnold, man. And, but I and I love you know I like the Rocky series, the Rambo series with uh, Stallone. But like, I I can watch Van Damme's movies over and over because there's absolutely no thinking involved. Fights <laughs> all kinds of crazy characters, dude. I love watching his movies over and over, man. I might have to go that way in terms of like what I like to just watch over and over. Like right. if Bloodsport's on, Lionheart's on, they're good because you get home and you only got to watch twenty minutes of it to be entertained. I mean, right. there's no storylines really or anything. You turn it on, watch a good fight scene, and then you know, go back. It's almost <laughs> like. Watching a Van Damme movie is almost like sports. You can go into it any time because it's all the same, you know, just pure action. You don't right. really need to know what's going on. So Right. No, I'm with you, man. Like, for me, I was probably more of a Van Damme fan overall, especially back then. I probably watched more. I've, I've caught up on all the different Rockies, you know, now at this point in time. So, I, I can appreciate it. I, I was never really a huge Schwarzenegger fan as far as, you know, what he was bringing to the table. Um, but yeah, for me, it's Van Damme. I always like the movie Kickboxer. Can't go wrong with that. Can't go wrong Bloodsport. I mean, those two were were definitely probably the two top for me as far as his movies. So. Oh yeah. All right. And don't forget his movie Hard Target with the mullet. He's sporting the mullet, and he's out there the human one where they're hunting humans. <laughs> That's oh. right. Hey, don't forget he was also in Street Fighter. Street Fighter. That movie was awful, but everybody loved the video game Street Fighter, so right. you had to watch it. That movie was terrible. That was that was horrible. You know what? He had a bunch of good movies during that time, and that one was terrible, man. I got another one from 1989, Cyborg, where he's uh, yep. that futuristic thing. Oh man, he had so <laughs> many good movies, but Street Fighter was not. Yeah, Street Fighter was terrible. That was terrible. <laughs> All right, would you ever go to a drive-in concert? Uh, no. I, in, in, in today's day and age, with the COVID and everything that's going out there, you know, they're trying to figure out ways to do things. A drive-in concert, would you do it? Well, you know me. I go to. I was. I go to a lot of concerts, and I. We, you know, we're always talking about sports and stuff. But you know, I like my rock and roll and heavy metal and stuff. And uh, right. I go to a lot of shows, and uh, it sucks. There's no concerts too, along with the sports. You know, because that's like one of the things I I'm, I'm big into. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, nah, I'm not doing a drive-in concert, man. Uh, it, yeah. That's just for one, they're going to be expensive. I don't know how the venues can make money, and how the artists can make money when you can only have that many people coming in there. You know what I mean? Right. And to, for them to make money, they're probably going to have to charge you a ton per car. I don't know right. how it works. I hate the idea. Uh 
Yeah, without I don't getting into, do either. Yeah, without getting into all the stuff about the COVID and all that stuff, I would just say that I don't like the idea. I'm not paying a ton of money to go to a drive-in. No. Yeah, I just I don't think you have the same experience. I mean, I feel like you have the right experience, especially if you're going to like a metal concert or something like that. It's, it's partially to, to see see the band or see the artist, but also kind of have the experience, all the people that's there. You know what I mean? I think that's got to be part of the concert. Otherwise, I just watch it on TV, you know, throw it on, on the, the big screen and put on the surround sound and enjoy it that way if that's just me. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I like to go is, you know, you know, I like a lot of the extreme music, so you don't have the huge venues. You have the mid-sized, smaller venues, and just being in the atmosphere up close and stuff like that, man. That's that's the experience of the concert. You're not gonna get that with a drive-in. Right, right. Okay, we're hitting up one of the final segments. Mess with your money with Rel, and looked up a topic right now. Everybody's probably heard the story of Lori Loughlin, aka Aunt Becky, from Full House. Her and her husband are decided to go ahead and plead guilty to whatever charges that they were that were up against them for basically paying their paying their daughter's ways to be shown as rowing athletes at USC or row recruits at USC so they can get into the school. So first of all, I wonder how their daughters felt about that. Cause I don't know if their daughters knew about it or not. Like I don't think that they may have, but if not, like one of the things like right, they can't get it on their own merits so to have mommy and daddy Those girls, those girls knew, man. They were posing on rowing exercise equipment. I'm not buying that crap they're putting out that they didn't know. (laughs) Come on, man. I hate this story. I wish it would go away. It's not going away. Not going anytime soon. And Becky's have to spend probably two months in jail plus 100 hours community service plus two years of probation, I think. And then her husband spent five months in jail and same thing, hundred hours community service. I think two two years of supervised something. Yeah, Either yeah. way, the mess with your money part is obviously Aunt Becky, aka Lori Lachlan, She's lost a lot of her acting gigs because of this. Um, her daughter's lost her a lot of her uh, endorsements she had when she was becoming like an influencer on the beauty market and doing a lot of things that way. So she lost a lot of her sponsors doing that. Also, they have. Well, they've been pushed out of their ritzy country club that they were involved with previously. Uh, the country club's board of directors was originally going to just put them kind of on suspension until they got out of prison. But members of the club said this club is for gentlemen and gentlewomen, and we can't be having felons in this in or involved in our club because if so, it brings down the integrity of the club, and we don't want them here. And so, in order to not cause an issue. Lori Loughlin and her husband decided to go ahead and resign from that particular club. So, mess that with money, man. saves them money, though, doesn't it? it? It probably does save them money, but it also hurts their status overall. You know, they, you know people care about status when they have money like that. Yeah, only part in LA. Say yeah. what? Yeah, only in LA do people actually still care about that stuff. Oh, yeah. Well, that's benefits being in LA. But the other thing, mess with your money. Under Armour is looking to terminate the 15-year, $280 million sponsor agreement they had with UCLA Athletics. That's because they suck. <laughs> so this is this is this basically this was done in like 2016. So this is only like year four of the agreement. And UCLA Athletics, they're or they're basically saying UCLA is not providing a return on their investment that on what you what Under Armour has been investing into their programs. So, AKA, like Dane said, the programs have not been good. They've been losing, at least the major programs, football, men's basketball, losing 
not getting airtime, not getting TV time, not getting results, not getting in the tournaments, not getting the bowl games, not getting extra money, not getting any kind of additional viewership or anything like that. It's been horrible for them. So Unarmor's like, we are getting out of it ASAP. What do you think about that? 15-year deal is a 15-year deal. I think Under Armour should all uphold to the bargain. They wanted to do business with UCLA. They outbid UCLA's previous sponsor, Adidas. Hey, uh, to me, Under Armour was messing with their money, giving an awful program that much money. But they probably sold them on the Chip Kelly garbage. They probably sold them that they were going to get their basketball team turned around. They're awful. I don't see anybody getting it turned around there. Under uh, Armour. UCLA, hey, UCLA was decent a couple years back when Lonzo Ball was there. You know, but you know, obviously, you know, I think I think to the Sweet 16, but there's been no term this past year. They haven't been in a bowl game for a while. They've been maybe – they haven't even been 500 in football. I don't know how long it's going to take for Chip Kelly to get his program in place. Usually by now, they're running on all cylinders. So. Dude, the Pac-12 sucks, dude. You know, because we haven't been talking about sports. I haven't got to mention how bad the Pac-12 and Big 12 suck. <laughs> uh, I'm glad we've made time to make sure we we bring that Remind everybody. Uh, yeah, but uh, – yeah, I mean, I, I mean, but the thing is, Under Armour, you know, they're really – Under Armour is struggling overall. Like, people are not wearing it. The The end brand is Adidas. It really is. That's what yeah. people are wearing. That's what the young people like. It was number two on, like, the most uh, admired companies list I've seen recently up and coming and stuff like that. Uh, under Armour is just not not held up with the times, man. They haven't gotten to the athleisure. They haven't come up with good designs people want to wear. Nobody likes neon. Uh, I, I I think Under Armour is in trouble, and I think they're trying to back off on some of their deals. And uh, you know, uh, it's their fault for doing a 15-year deal. But now, if there's something in the deal where you know you still had to meet certain criteria, then they should be able to get out of it. Other than that, I don't know what you think. Maybe they need to bring back their slogan, we must protect this house, because, I mean, that's when they were big right there. When we were in college, Under Armour, that's when they were, they were building and they were growing. You know, maybe they Under Armour Under Armour made the huge mistake business-wise a couple of years ago, just to sum up real quick. Athleisure wear is what was in, and that's what's still in, and that's what's booming along with performance. And people want stuff that they can wear for, like, performance and, like, out and about, right? Adidas right. has kind of mastered that. Uh, when that trend was coming in, Under Armour CEO and stuff, and that's why they're all gone, uh, along with the sexual harassment and all the stuff that's been going on Under Armour. Right, but, right. Uh, they doubled down on performance gear, and it's backfired on them. Their deal right. with Curry, I don't think it's helping them. Uh, right. Nobody wears Under Armour for basketball, man. Right? Even when you were Under Armour was big and stuff, like it was football, it was Under Armour. It's what you wore underneath your pads. Right. Nobody wears right. Under Armour to play basketball, dude. Nobody. I don't know anybody that does unless they're getting paid for it, like Curry is. Right. Right. And that, that he probably that's probably the only reason they probably gave him some obscene number to be their athlete, which is smart on his part to be like, all right, yeah, I'll go ahead and do this. And I know he's probably gone through the different growing pains because the design of his first shoe wasn't exactly – you know, he didn't exactly catch the eye. You know what I mean? So You know me. I'm a shoe aficionado here. I love my shoes, and the curry sucks, dude. I don't like his shoes. They're awful. They don't look good. They're not right. good for performance. 
Uh, it, you know, Under Armour might have been all right if they released a shoe somebody actually wanted, right? Right, but, right. Uh, they have Embiid on their roster now, which I think is another mistake. Big guy stand in shoes. The last big guy that could sell shoes was Shaq, right? Because right. he's a Shaq Shaq. He's just – he is who he is. Right. Uh, signing Embiid, I don't see how that helps him, considering he completely underwhelms and underachieves. And Man, Under Armour's just done everything wrong recently. That's, that's all I'll say. Yeah, all they can do to come back from it. Like I said, it's tough. As far as doing that, obviously you hope that they hope that you, if they have to stand still, they hope that Chip Kelly can turn around the football program, you know, within the next year, you know, within the next two years, and needs to really turn around and get to like get some get to some New Year's Day bowl games at least for football side of things. And in basketball, they gotta you know they gotta get to the tournament first of all. But second of all, they have to get to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, that's to me. It's, it's not worth anything for them, really, unless they start consistently getting into the tournament and getting to, like, the, you know, getting through the second weekend of the tournament. They're getting to the second weekend of the tournament, I should say. Yeah, but to me, it's a good pair. They're both losing losers right now, so maybe they can, maybe they can turn it around together. You know what I mean? Maybe they can right. make it come around. I mean, I, I can tell you, I, I haven't bought nothing Under Armour in quite a long time now. Yeah. Uh, I have, I have a couple of, uh, of like workout gear shirts that I that I I wear, and then like some cold gear stuff. But that, that's really about it. I, I still I have some polo. I still have some polos I wear to work. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't uh, mind their polos. Their polos are all right. Yeah, so I, I guess I gotta walk that back. I do have some of their polos. They're good for work. Uh, but that's it. Like in terms of sports performance, athleisure wear, and all that yeah. stuff, I don't. I don't even own a pair of Under Armour shoes, and I haven't had a pair of Under Armour shoes in years now. So I do have a pair of Under Armour shoes. They're they're like they're a little. This, what's the word? Like bulky is kind of the word. Yeah, I, I just say. don't like them. That's why I told you I like Puma, man. They're sleek, man. I'm a big dude. I don't need my feet looking any bigger than they already are. <laughs> nah, man. That, that's understandable. That's understandable, man. So. All right, we, we flew through that show. I don't know how long it was, but we're trying to keep good pace with a ton of topics. Thanks to Dane's girl, Jackie, for doing us for talking to her and her friends. Yes, thank um, you, babe. If, if anybody wants to give us any more topics, hit us up. Hit me up on Twitter at Franchise1122. Hit Dane up at DDeMeo. That's D-D-E-M-E-I-O uh, out there on Twitter. On Instagram, hit up at Terrell Dwayne 11 or on Facebook, just hit me up, Terrell Cummins. So, uh, on that note, hey, episode 37 is in the books. We see where Dana and I still have the uh, the final segment, Relax and Take Notes, coming up soon. But, um, yeah, man, I appreciate you coming out for sure. All right. Yep. Good talking to you. We'll, we'll, we'll do it again. All right. Sounds good. Later. All right. Hold up real quick. Hey everybody, it's your favorite segment of the show, Relax and Take Notes. And I'm just here today, just you know, thankful for you know being where I am today as far as everything. I know with everything going on in the world, the one thing I can say is that I hope that everybody is showing each other empathy and having conversations because we're not gonna be able to get anywhere without being able to listen to one another and being able to uh, move forward um, and try to figure out the best way to um, appreciate everybody and be respectful of everybody, um, in our world and, you know, that we come across. So that's a really human thing. 
you know, it really should be nothing more than that. It's all it really is, is a human thing, to be honest with you. So show the empathy. Think about what it is to walk in someone else's shoes in, in various situations. Have the conversations. And, um, you know, try to learn, try to be better, try to educate yourselves in general, everybody. And, um, you know, talk, talk things through. That's what's going to be best. So until then, Dan and I had a great time on the show. Hopefully you did too. Hopefully, um, you know, we were able to keep up with all the talks we went through. We ran through a lot. Uh, like I said, we had fun and we look forward to next week. We hope you do too. Until then, we'll talk to you soon. Later. <laughs>